and welcome to the Creator's Compass. Here, we strive to live our lives with a compass pointed towards compassion, a compassion deeply integrated into our minds, so that we not only live in peace and joy, but in our ultimate strength. And with this strength, we are able to navigate our precious and brief time on this earth with purpose and excitement. Thank you for being here, and if you haven't yet to subscribe, I invite you to. It's free, and you will receive new posts right in your inbox or in the Substack app, and it helps to support this work. I would about walk through fire to help anyone suffering panic. I would, because I know beyond some clinical definition what that hell feels like. If you've never experienced such hell, I'm grateful you have not. Panic is heavy anxiety so rooted in the marrow of your being that you swear there is no escape, just an eternity of torment. I am not exaggerating. It is truly that horrible and overwhelming. When I was a girl in seventh grade, nutrients that later fed into anxiety troubles seared into my young heart. I decidedly was not cool, not even a little. I was awkward and shy, and with bangs that defied normalcy by forming horns like a bull on either side of my head. Yes, it was pointed out to me. Good times. Yet those weren't the richest nutrients to my anxiety struggles for the future. No, the richest soil came from my best friend since second grade, a friend who was cool whose blonde hair and social prowess elevator from an unknown to an accepted cream-of-the-crop fancy-pants popular girl as soon as we graduated sixth grade from our small Montessori school, only three in our class, and entered public school after my last blissfully innocent summer of childhood. I was not welcomed to sit at her lunch table. I had no friends for two years. I learned to cope. I learned to keep my eyes downcast. When we had a class together, we did not speak. It was humiliating. Scars created at any age change a person, especially scars from other people. And it's taken until recently that I can finally raise my eyes and meet my rightful place at the dining table of life. But not after years battling undercurrents of anxiety rooted in not seeing my worth, roots that became stronger in seventh grade. What traumatizes us often keeps us in a lifetime pattern of coping and spiraling and hiding from others, from ourselves, from life. But I learned two major lessons from those painfully lonely years. The first lesson is invaluable, so priceless I can't regret the pain my younger self suffered. I deepened my empathy. I was taught pain in junior high school, so ever since that time I recognize pain in others and wish I could release them from their suffering. The second lesson took many decades fully to blossom into understanding. I learned that when you are in pain, let the undercurrent of anxiety pull you out into the depths of the foreboding sea. Don't fight it. Fighting only drowns us. Fighting, as most of us know, grows the fear or provokes the enemy. Fighting guarantees exhaustion and misery. But allowing what is 
To be as it is in the end frees us, and the metaphorical sea becomes a great realm of exciting possibility to manifest our dreams and to grow wealthy in those things which matter most, wisdom and compassion for self and all others. The idea of allowing is a hot topic in the mindfulness world, so much so I almost couldn't bear to write this post. Yet, I concluded that the readers of The Creator's Compass may appreciate my personal take on what is allowing, so I offer, from my experience, what it means to allow, in trust that my words, however imprecise they may be, helps at least one person. The key to allowing is to not resist whatever emotion or thought is present. While we find an equanimity to not resist, the second key is to not hold on to or grasp thoughts and feelings of the present. Being pulled out by the undercurrent, my metaphor for allowing, means staying relaxed with an awareness of what's happening while not analyzing the situation. This non-analyzing is how to not grasp thoughts and emotions. If we grasp thoughts, following them down endless rabbit holes, we add more thoughts and feelings. This is compounding thoughts and feelings, for thoughts beget thoughts which beget emotional reactions to thoughts. Panic is thought and feeling based. Allowing is awareness based. Allowing is letting go of the reins of control, which is about the scariest thing to do in times of panic. Sometimes there is nothing I can do for a person who is in the grips of a mental undercurrent, but in part that I am there, that I am not leaving, and that despite the fact they cannot believe me in the moment, they will cycle out of the mental torment. In fact, when I slip into old patterns of anxiety, there is nothing I can do for myself other than the same I do for another. Remind myself I am here. I will cycle out of anxiety that the undercurrent will subside because it only lasts so long. And with those reminders, I practice allowing, practice releasing control. And in those times when I'm well enough aware within anxiety, there are revelations. As soon as I allow myself to be pulled out to the sea to swim the edges of my fear, courage and faith and trust develop that is so deeply integrated in awareness. Here, my fear relaxes, then my body gets the message and relaxes, followed by my brain releasing chemicals to further promote the relaxation, and my mind finds a peace, and I'm able to swim parallel to shore and make my way back home to warm sands. Not all peace is rediscovered with incense, a meditation cushion, and a hot mug of tea beside us. Some peace is revealed through fire. If we pay closer attention to the phenomena of panic transforming into peace, we see our minds are greater than our fears, our brains, and our bodies, which is why in Tibetan art certain deities have eyes painted on the soles of feet and on the palms of hands to symbolize that awareness rests everywhere, that awareness is not bounded inside our bodies, but is boundless. Our mind is awareness. So if some of your anxiety roots began in seventh grade like mine, or earlier, or last week, or you inherited anxiety from your family genetics and or roots, yes, that's a real thing, and your anxiety disrupts your days, 
I want you to know I see you. I understand. I know those undercurrents. They are strong. They grip us, cementing us to our darkest fears. But I also want to remind you and myself, for it takes reminding that you are more than your fears. You are greater than your anxiety. You are more powerful than your panic. You are awareness so boundless that once you taste it, your anxiety will begin to dissolve. Those undercurrents, if we allow them, will pull us out to the edges of our fears and there we have an opportunity to discover our unimaginable strength resting in wisdom and compassion. And in the end, maybe our anxieties will be the ultimate pathway to becoming fully awake if we don't fight them. Allowing anxiety to pull us out so we can find our peace inside. Easy words to write and one of the most difficult things in life to practice. Though I swim by your side, it is ultimately you who must discover how to allow. And that realization is the first step to finding freedom from, or dare I say through, anxiety and or panic. I am not a counselor or psychologist or anything with fancy letters after my name. I write about anxiety from personal experience and witnessing my loved ones, friends, and students wrestle with this hell on earth experience. This article is not giving us the how in allowing, but simply focuses on the idea of allowing. The hows that worked for me to allow will come in subsequent publications. I will share these personal hows because we are all the same in a million different ways, and if certain methods work for me, they are bound to work for at least one other, and helping just one will make these publications on anxiety worth every hour it takes to write and edit. Sending light and love and strength and support, especially to those who find themselves in undercurrents. Your heart matters. Your life matters. Your gifts only you possess, even if you've yet to discover them, matter. And yes, everyone carries gifts inside. Of that, I am certain. Until next time, may our minds be calm and peaceful. May our voices be kind and truthful. And may our hearts be full of love and compassion for ourselves and all others.